Hi everyone, this is Amita Switlow from QSO VSO West. I'm on Salt Spring Island and it's been a beautiful Friday and I'm lucky to be sitting with Rosalind Hope who served in Namibia. What year did you go, Rosalind? The year 2000. So that's not so long ago. Um, did you go from Salt Spring? No, I didn't. At the time I was working up in the Canadian Arctic and um, I went from there. What were you doing up there? I was um, in education. Okay. So I was a consultant for special needs inclusive schooling. Wow. And and was that in, did you say the Yukon? No, Nunavut. In Nunavut? Mm. Oh, on the other side. The Eastern Arctic. Okay. Yes. And had you, had you been working there for a long time? Um, yes, off and on for almost 20 years. Wow. Yes. So you were there when Nunavut became its own territory? That's correct. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm. And it got its own name, etc. Mm. So what would inspire a wonderful lady like you with all the jobs you could get here to go do this? You mean to Namibia? I guess I had always wanted to go to Africa. Um, I grew up in Scotland, you can probably tell from the accent. And I guess in school we heard about David Livingstone. Who, yes. Was um, he Scottish? Yes. I didn't fact, know that. In fact, um, Blantyre and Livingstone are two places in Africa that um, got um. their names because of him. Ah, oh, but yeah. I never thought of I never thought of him being Scottish. Mm. Livingston speaks yes. Portal, but he was Scottish. Scottish oh, okay, yes. so I guess I knew about him, and then I had an uncle and various other relatives who lived in Durban. Oh, so there was always that connection there that you know I would somebody like perhaps to see them. And um, did you plan on spending two years? On this assignment? Yes, yes. Okay. I'd read up all the literature and that was what it implied, that it was a two-year assignment. So. so where did you go in Namibia? Um, I was based up at a, in the north of Namibia, a place called Ongwadiva, okay. and I was actually based at the Ongwadiva Teachers Training College um, because my role there was to um, work with already trained teachers. Yes who uh, were interested in setting up um, some form of inclusive schooling yes. within their classrooms. Okay. Because there were no special schools in Namibia, and the only way that children with any disabilities or challenges um, could go to school would be to be included in a regular classroom. Okay. So the um, region was looking for teachers who were interested in perhaps accommodating a special needs child. Wow. Um, so that was my role. Um, okay. And the other part of it was to mentor a local mm -hmm. Namibian woman who would eventually take over my role and um, instruct teachers in how to set programs up for children with disabilities. So did you find a woman to mentor? Did they? They already her? had someone in mind. Yes. Yeah. Did you, yes. What was her name? Her name was Anna. Anna. Yeah. Have you heard from Anna since? Um, not often. No. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what we used to do was we had um, 
a week in the college itself with the teachers who came in from all the bush schools. And oh, we, okay. Yes, so, so we might have had about 20 teachers come in. And then for that week, we, we did just general things about education and special needs and so on. And then following up on that, Anna and I would go out to visit them in their schools and more specifically try to help them set up a program for a particular child with special needs within their own classroom. Wow. Um, when you were in Nineveh, your work, did you work with the... Uh, it was, yes. I the was, indigenous people there? Yes, it was with the Inuit. Inuit, yes. okay. And it was virtually the same thing that I was doing there. Ah, okay. Um, I worked for a school board as their um, inclusive schooling um, consultant. Okay. And then I would go to the various schools within the, the region. Oh, okay. And um, set up programs or help with programs, try and work out some. Huh. Um, so when, when you go out into a community, I remember something about Af East Africa. I don't know whether this really uh, is the same with Namibia. But children that had disabilities um, were often not sent to school. Mm, mm. I think that was, seemed to be the case there. We, we often didn't know about the children. And I think, too, um, part of the reason that the um, Namibian government was interested in having inclusive schooling was because their basic education was now in place, so they could look a bit beyond that. Oh, okay. But I don't think there was the money to set up any special schools. And um, I mean, I personally believe in inclusive schooling, and yes. I'd rather we have that, providing you've got the um, the assistance or the help that you often need with a child a child with disabilities within your classroom. So, what if you had a child that had um, that the community thought was cursed, because that's another thing that happens in Africa, mm -hmm. especially with mental disability. I mean, is that what you could call them, mental disability? Or mentally, yes, or challenged. Mentally no. challenged. Okay, so mentally challenged people, are children, parents often think of them as a curse. Mm. Mm -hmm. So actually you would have to find them first to yes. bring them to school, yes. wouldn't you? And I think that's where it varied from school to school and in fact from teacher to teacher because it wasn't every teacher who was willing to have a child yeah. with disabilities within their classroom because these classes tend to be huge. Um, I remember one of the schools we went to, there was one teacher trying to cope with 96 grade 1s, the equivalent of a grade 1. Whoa. And, Whoa. Uh, yes, it was so just... So there would be... I mean, I personally would say, no, thank you, I can't handle yes, anymore. Yes, I mean, a, a child with disabilities would get lost in yes. among that number. Um, so the, the teachers who tended to come or be sent from their particular school generally were the more motivated teachers. Mm. Um, who, I think, could see the benefits of including children with disabilities. Gosh, okay. 
So you do this for two years. Oh, what kind of, did, did you learn anything about the food there? Did you oh, cook yes, the food? Oh, yes. What kind um, of food? You know, I was trying to remember when your aunt had mentioned the cassava, and I cannot remember. My mind's gone blank. The name of it? Yes. Um, it's okay, that happens. Yes. Oh, I know. And I, thought, I bet you... I'll get home and... The but name will come but back you're, you know, your Scottish ancestry, you live in Nunavut, you come, go to uh, Namibia. Uh, are you, did you find yourself very adaptable? Could you adapt okay? I think so. I think that's part From of... From the Arctic to yes. the tropics. <laughs> and I think the other um, thing that took most people aback was when I left Nunavut, of course, it was February. Okay. Which is probably one of the coldest months, and it was minus 36 degrees. And when I arrived in Vintuk, Vintuk. it was plus 36, or very close to plus 36. So, and I thought I was going to die from the heat. I just, oh. it was incredible. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't just one day to the next, obviously. Yeah, but it's a few days. But, um, the difference, yeah. Did you go on your own, or did your husband I did go on my own, and my husband... I mean, at first it was a case of, no, I'm just going to come and visit. And then he changed his mind and he applied. And of oh. course, um, what was really, I mean, you talk about fate stepping in because the chances of him getting a position in the same place were quite remote. Yes. But I had talked to the in-country um, people. Helps. <laughs> and I think, Somehow they managed, anyway, to cut a long story short, there was a, a Dutch volunteer who decided to return home early. Oh. And she was based at the northern campus of the university, the University of Vintuk, which was in Oshikati, like six kilometres away, I think. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, they were able to offer Fraser this position. Okay, Fraser so, has the same last name? Yes. Okay, yes. Fraser Hope. So what was his position there? So he was, um, oh, what was it? The the students that he were he was working with, he was um, trying to bring their English standard up. These students tended to have good grades and had already got their entrance in, say, science or math, but their English needed improving. So that was his role, to improve the English skills. And there was another VSO volunteer who did the math because um, the students had good English skills, but their math was weak, so they needed improving there. So. You know, yeah. just talking to you and I'm watching your body language and I'm seeing your eyes just light up. Mm. And I have a sense that uh, not long from now, you'll probably apply again. Well, I'm seriously thinking about well, it. Well, I mean, it's mm. when you when you live in a beautiful community like this, you've got so much around you, mm. and and you have you're retired now, right? Oh yes, yes, and that that's what um, I think. Goodness me, how old do they take people? Yes, um, because that's the other factor. You know, I think so, if I don't do it soon, it's going to be too late, probably. I think so. uh, I think uh, I know QSOVSO accepts people of all ages, mm -hmm. uh, and your health is really critical. I think that's yes. the yes. defining moment, mm -hmm. right? Your mental and physical health, mm -hmm. and it, you seem just like you have both right now. Right now, <laughs> yes. Um, 
I think the other thing, my husband's um, actually in South Africa at the moment and was in Namibia himself recently, oh. you know, as a follow-on from this trip for the World Cup. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. You were talking about soccer. Yes. And, and then soccer teams. Once the World Cup soccer finished, he and the group went travelling. Uh-huh. So they, they were in Namibia and then they went from there, I think, through Caprivi Strip to Zambia and Zimbabwe, Botswana. Um, and then, of course, he's now in Lesotho. Um, okay. So, so there'll be tons to tell me when he comes back. Absolutely. And, of course, this discussion, which I think, knowing he was going and just because he's there, yes, it's has made me more, oh, <laughs> so, but... Well, I mean, it, it may be the same again. I might decide I'll go on my own and, <laughs> and you'll follow later. So if he's yeah. out there, hi from us in Salt Spring <laughs> Island. Yes. And thank you so much for serving with us. Mm. And I hope you join us for our 50th yes. in Vancouver. Well, it was certainly, for me, one of the most marvelous experiences I've had. I think part of me says, oh... Could it ever be as good again? That That's the other thing, because it was just so... Special. I mean, there was ups and downs, obviously. Yes. But it just was. It was just an incredible experience. Well, on that so. note, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Rosalind. You're welcome. <laughs>